Hello and welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here with my brother, Christian Lewis, today. It's a Brother, Brother podcast. Today, we're talking about what's going on. Not the album by Marvin Gaye, but what's going on in the music world right now. The Grammy nominations have come out. There's been some recent police action and uh, all sorts of stuff. It's kind of a mixed bag. You can learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Now, Christian, let's talk about what's going on in music. Welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Tonight it is Christian and myself, Wyndham Lewis, and it is a Brother, Brother podcast. And tonight's episode is uh, something we're calling What's Going On, which is uh, uh, sort of uh, double meaning in the sense that we're just going to sort of collectively go through what's going on uh, and currently in, in the music world and also sort of reflect a little bit on uh, how prescient and unfortunately uh, still pertinent that question that Marvin Gaye asked in 1971 still is uh not much is not much is cleaned up but um anyway today uh today was the uh, announcement of the Grammy nominations uh first of all and and uh speaking of the industry and um what were your thoughts on that Christian uh well like most years um I'm made to feel suddenly uh I'm very briefly out of touch with the music world until I realize that it's a bunch of people in my grandparents age um voting on this shit and uh they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. What do you think? Uh I think that is uh, you know there's a couple of historical precedents going back to you know sometimes when the academies really really stepped in it and um I don't know. We could be primed for another one of those years. Um, you know, I'm talking about when uh, Two Against Nature by Steely Dan, a, you know, a record that came out like 30 years after their prime one, or, or Jethro Tull won Best Heavy Metal Act. Or, uh, well, you could say the same thing about, uh, you know, about Beck winning, right? Like, I mean, this is, at the end of the day, the, the gestation period on, like, new artists and, you know, and, and um, the rise of, of you know, uh, the popular rise of, of musicians seems to be about 20 years. Um, and, and at that point, you know, once it's finally made it into uh, to the opinion pages of the New York Times, um, you know, you, you start to see uh, you start to see the, the Grammys, um, you know, and the, and the voters take notice. Well, it's, it's sort of like by the, you know, between your height of your of your um, creative production and the time the members of the Academy have heard your name, usually about a 20-year gestation period. So, yeah, there you go. And um, Yeah, their, their second grandchild was born and went to college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. So, anyway, what, should we, I mean, I, I was thinking that we could, we could go through some of the nominees this year and, and you know, provide our completely baseless um, uh, opinions about who's going to win. Well, because it is, it's a, it's a, it's guesswork. I mean, it's not, it doesn't seem to be that merit based. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think right now, um, if you don't mind, uh, the, um, the parallel, I think you and I are the Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, uh, opening the envelope. 
uh, for Best Picture. And that is a reference only as dated as the success of some of the artists who are nominated <laughs> this year. So, um, but uh, but yeah, let's. I mean, you know, let's let's kick it off with um, with Album of the Year here. Um, this is a, a five way battle between uh, uh, Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, Four Forty Four by Jay Z. Damn by Kendrick Lamar, Melodrama by Lord, and 24K Magic by Bruno Mars, or 25 or 24,000 Magic. I think it's 24K Magic. 24,000. Um, I, uh, I don't think I've ever actually heard anybody mention it, which should tell you something about its <laughs> cultural relevance. No, um, I, you know, I've heard that. I mean, it, it was... No, it, he's he's that, super popular. There's he's no super, He's super popular, super talented. I felt like that song, that uh, album, you know, felt like... Too too much of it was created in in like a um, you know a focus group, but um, that's all right. I mean, I you know what I think pass. Bruno Mars put out. You know what I think Bruno Mars put out his best music like four was, years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's got sixteen years to go before he's recognized by the Academy. Totally. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, Jay Z is about the right tenor, right it's, tenure. Um, it's in funny you say that. I think Lord years. is a Lord is a really you know is a great nod, and obviously I think we're we're all pretty excited for her to get the recognition that she's receiving. Um, that said, you know, ultimately, I, I think uh, this is really going to come down to a battle between um, Kendrick Lamar, who unequivocally put out the best album in this list, and Jay-Z, who uh, would respond to that by saying, I'm Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think uh, Kendrick Lamar's album, look, it, it's got some incredible, um, absolutely banging tunes on there um and uh i guess that's that's typically something that that um you know voters in the grammys shy away from a little bit they tend not to like things that can be chopped up and sold as singles when they're voting on the album um and you know the albums they really like are things like um you know are are sort of more complete and and even across the board but the other thing i'd note is that there's a lot of politics here i mean these guys are ultimately voting um on uh they're voting on artists who are selling records. And the, the fact is that, you know, Jay-Z, partly because of his enterprise title, is selling records um, and, and really making an effort to, uh, to push his wares, so to speak. Well, um, let, me, let me pose a hypothetical here. Is, is, um, is a vote for Jay-Z a makeup vote for Beyonce in any way? I mean, in terms of uh, politics and, and, and I'll call them local politics uh, being in L.A.? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that that, in a fucked up way, is probably the way some people are thinking about this. Uh, I, I'm not... Be ironic. I, if, yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're sort of, you know, viewed as a, as a sort of unit, um, yes, it would be particularly ironic because of the nature and, and subject matter of the two albums that came yeah. out. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I think Jay-Z should win this. Um, and it would be great if uh, Kendrick flipped his shit and decided that he was going to rebel against the institution. Probably he's smart enough not to do that, but he, I, you know, I, mean, I think Kendrick Lamar deserves it. I think there's an outside chance Lord wins it. Um, but I think it, the, if the non-rap, thing, I mean, if, if the rap vote splits, basically. Yeah, um, well, if the rap vote splits, but also, you know, I mean, this is this is actually a reason that it probably wouldn't win, and that is that um, melodrama didn't wasn't nearly the the smash that her prior album was, um, heroin. But um, 
certainly that, had bigger, bigger, uh, more anticipation built around uh, it. Though. And absolutely, I think it, a ton I think of marketing, it, but yeah, but it didn't. I don't think it did that well. I, I mean, it, comparatively, I mean, we're talking about blockbuster albums where you know it's not a Taylor Swift um, record. I mean, it's not a Taylor Swift level of popularity. It's not a, an Adele level of popularity. If those are her comps, um, I think it's. I think it feels more of like like a like an underground hit. And I, I mean, I actually think it's a really good album. I like a lot of the stuff on that album, but you know, I, I'm not sure if it if it was the mega smash that that captures um, Academy members' attention. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, that that's that's probably right. Uh, I, I think another sort of theme that's worth teasing out here is just the fact that you know, when you look at album of the year and. Much has been made in the headlines of, of the fact that in the top four categories, only three of the artists were uh, were white. Um, I, I think in album of the year, you know, in particular, um, you know, it, it's uh, I, I would just note that it's it's not just um, whiteness, but it's also uh, it's also a musical genre that I think is, is you know, really shifted here um, and that, you know, the traditionally uh, sort of white uh you know rock and roll um guys have been sort of moved to the side and you know rap has really just become a dominant international sensation and it's it's really topping the charts and consistently topping the charts on the billboard um in ways that you know it just it, it hasn't had that kind of uh reach previously and i think as much as i absolutely hate to admit this um i think that drake probably has a lot to do with that um in, in terms of sort of pushing the genre uh internationally mm-hmm you mean from here in Canada? From both here and yeah, <laughs> here and Canada. Yeah, from T dot. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so moving on to um, uh, song of the year. Speaking of Canadians, um, we have uh, to kick this off. Despacito um, by Ramon Ayala, Justin Bieber, Jason Poubert Boyd, Erica Ender, Luis Fonsi, and Marty James Garten. Um, we have 444 by Sean Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, and Dion Wilson. Um, issues by Benny Blanco, uh, Michael, Mickle, Storlier Erickson, and Tor Eric Hermansen. Um, Otherwise known as Max Martin's group, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, a, a Logic song featuring Alessia Carr and, and Khalid, uh, 1-800-273-8255. And uh, that's what I like, um, which is the the Bruno Mars song. So you know, here I think Despacito is a comfortable lock. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you know the difference between these two categories, record of the year and song of the year, is one's a songwriting award and one's a production award, essentially, and a performance award. Um, so you know, I don't, I none of these. Um, I mean, Despacito has just been so dominant. Uh, it's also. You know, the bilingual, bilingual, exactly. Um, Which means that it, I mean, another advantage of this, and and this is you know, from a I think from a voting perspective, you've got to consider the way that like that song has really capitalized on new markets, mm-hmm. um, and that's just going to be beloved by the recording industry. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, so I think that where Despacito is is nominated, uh, it wins it's record of the year. Similarly, um, you know, it would be great to see humble. Uh, mm-hmm. pull one out here and it's entirely possible that if Jay-Z takes album um, you know song of the year 
goes to Despacito and then Kendrick wins Humble just in the interest of parody. But again, that's not how anonymous voting works. So no, it's, it's and, not likely. But again, I would, I would, cast but if I were my, rigging it, that's what I would do. I cast my lot with <laughs> Kendrick in both categories and, uh, and don't for a second think he's going to win either. Now, moving on to best new artist, we have Alessia Cara. It, that's a strange one. I, Academy rule. This is when rules start getting bonko because I feel like Alessia Cara has been around for quite a while. But maybe well, so I'm the, wrong. the cutoff date is, is September thirtieth, um, and so she. Right, but we're yeah, talking her, about we're talking about previous, you know, like uh, going backward. I feel like she's been around for a couple of years, but maybe she hasn't. Well, the best new artist, I mean, is. One of sort of the laughing stock categories, I think, in the sense well, it's that it's the, the, inevitably not a new artist. It's also the death knell of every artist that's ever won it. I mean, I I, I hearken back to uh, um, God, what was the name of that album? I I really liked it at the time, um, <laughs> but the one with your lies won't leave me alone. Um, and uh, it's just basically it, it, everybody who's ever won it has sort of reveled in, in semi-obscurity for the rest of time. Well, just to um, walk you back through history, Chance won it in 2016, which rocks nope. and yeah, is sort of one of the defining um, moments in the sense that they picked a guy who didn't have a record deal for the first time, which is uh, which really oh, tells great. you something. Um, then uh, in 2015, Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer. If Antarctic you need to look her up. Um, Sam Smith, prior to that, he's obviously done very he's well. Done well. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, both, um, which is curious. Uh, I guess mine, <laughs> mine goes back to like the seventies, and when people would have, you know, when people would have one hit, win Best New Artist, and never be heard from again. I mean, I'm looking at you, Starland Vocal Band, Afternoon Delight. You know, they um, did really well um, in the 2000s, I've got to say. Looking back here, they had Adele, Amy Winehouse, Carrie Underwood, John Legend, Maroon 5, Evanescence, Nora Jones, Alicia Keys. I, I don't know uh, who the fuck Shelby Ali Lynn Myers. is, but she that's won Shelby Lynn, that's the one who I was trying to remember. <laughs> I love that album. Um, is that, what kind of music is that? It's sort of, uh, it's country-ish Dusty Springfield. Um, it's really good. It's a really great album. And the funny thing is she got up there and embarrassed the, the whole Academy. She's like, this is like my sixth record. <laughs> and so, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So they go. <laughs> but I, I, I still think that's one of the better uh, forgotten albums of the last, you know, two decades. Um, and I mean, I don't mean best albums. I mean, best albums that nobody ever talks about anymore. Well, um, shall we shall we move on? Uh, Please. So we have as well Khalid, Lil Uzi Vert, Julia Michaels, and SZA. Um, so I think here I would cast my vote for Lil Uzi Vert. I, this is one of the hardest to predict genres. I, I could see it going to Khalid, um, but that's only to our SZA. Actually, would probably make the most sense. What's that? I don't know. Who do you think it's going to be? I think it'll be. I'm Khalid. just making shit up. Okay, I don't know though. It's not. It's based on nothing other than, um, you know, he's got more mainstream appeal than than anybody else in there. Does he? Um, I really don't know. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you what his like single, you know, what his um, like Nielsen sound scan stuff looks like compared to Cesar Alessia Cara. Um, I, I couldn't either, but I can tell you that having listened to all of them, um, he's the most. He seems like the next. Weekend, as opposed to you know, SZA, who's a more challenging um, 
artist or Lil Uzi Vert, who's a little bit more off kilter. Or Julia uh, Michaels. Would you like to talk a little bit about her? I would love, I would plead the fifth, because <laughs> I don't know who yeah. that is. <laughs> no, I don't either. That's why I was like, okay, cool. So moving on from the best new artist category. Um, she really is uh, an underground sensation, um, though, so much so that she remains in the underground um, completely uh, and may not actually be a real person. Um, best pop but. solo performance. Uh, I think this has got to get a shape of you by Ed Sheeran, but it also has What About Us by Pink, Million Reasons by Lady Gaga, Praying by Kesha, uh, and Love So Soft. And I immediately scratch that and think it's going to Kesha. Um, sorry, I forgot that she was in this category. <laughs> I, I like that song by Kesha. I think that album's really strange. You know, I wasn't ex- anticipating... I didn't really know much about her beyond, like, TikTok and, and you know, the party anthem kind of Dr. stuff. Dr. Luke. Yeah, and the, the Dr. Luke controversy, but um, this album no, Not uh, controversy. Um, horrible, like, fucked up, you know, um, events or whatever. But I think that part of that is, like, the, the resilience and, and her sort of bounce back and the fact that that really is the subject matter in praying. She's, I mean, this is a good album. This is a really good, straight up, this is a good album. I like it. Um, I actually, I, I really enjoyed um, the, the two, was, it a, was it her debut in 2013? Uh, twelve or thirteen, but but I really liked that. I actually spun it a ton. Um, one of those summers, um, she's she's got good stuff. So yeah, and I just remember, you know, I mean, I it, so many of these people seem so packaged to me that I wasn't sure where you know where the you know um, you know production and packaging ends and where the talent begins. And you know, she sort of um, obviously, um, as is well documented, changed. Um, the people that she was working with and you know, she's, she's kicking it. She kicked ass this year. It's great. Um, well, and I think it, she's also uh, never been nominated before, uh, somewhat impressively. I can um, tell you that, that, you know, I, I there's a, no song that irks me. Well, I shouldn't say that cause that's a, I'll, I will say that about a dozen, uh, you know, I'll say that about 20,000 different songs, but shape of you by Ed Sheeran, Every time I hear that, I just go diving for the radio if I'm in a um, Uber or something. That's what it seems to be the the song that's on in every Uber. Well, hold that thought as we move on to best pop vocal album, which is a competition between Kaleidoscope EP by Coldplay, um, Lust for Life by Lana Del Rey, uh, Evolve by your favorite band Imagine Dragons, <sighs> Rainbow by Kesha. Joanne by Lady Gaga, and Divide, which is actually the division symbol, yes, parentheses, Divide by Ed Sheeran. Um, that combines two of your least favorite things, Ed Sheeran and math. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Imagine Dragons um, is also yeah. on this list. And wow. I'm, I'm less curious who you think is going to win and more curious who you hate more, Ed Sheeran or Imagine Dragons. You know what? I've been more plagued by Ed Sheeran. Um, oh my I god! Think, you love Imagine Dragons. I think I've ha- I think I hate Imagine <laughs> Dragons more. Um, oh my god! You love Ed Sheeran. I think it's no. I I, I, I it's hard to say because I mean it's it's you know, uh, but really, I uh, well no. I mean, God, I'm so conflicted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I Ed Sheeran. Um, I've I've heard more frequently. Imagine Dragons 
um, mine the bottom of my black heart for real anger. <laughs> for, <laughs> they are, they are really sucky. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Everything about them makes me angry. Yeah. Um, Which is not a fresh take or anything. I mean, it's like that's you know. I mean, it's like people disliking you know whatever. But it, it, the word moist. But it, you know, it, there's something about that band that just really hurts my soul. Well, they're they're also nominated Thunder um, for best pop duo group performance, uh, along with the Chainsmokers, uh, Despacito, Feel It Still by Portugal the Man, and Stay. Here, you know, I, I'm not even gonna uh, Stay by Zed and Alessia uh, Cara. Um, was was Scylla Alaska's own Portugal the Man? Yeah, not exactly. Only did they produce Sarah Palin, but they. Uh, they th- they put out Portugal the Man as well. But they are the Grammy factory of the great uh, non-continental American North, um, yeah. and uh, I would venture a guess that that's a first Alaskan artist ever. I would. Hmm. Yeah, but there's so many weird categories. I can't think of any other bands or musicians from Alaska, but that doesn't mean anything. No, there aren't. I don't think. Anyway, <laughs> there, there, are, there are zero. Um, so uh, here I think. Hmm. So sorry, yeah, go I, through one more time. It's well, uh, something the, like this, this by the Chainsmokers and Coldplay, Despacito by uh, Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber, um, Thunder by Imagine Dragons, Feel It Still by Portugal the Man, and uh, Stay by Zed and Alessia Cara. And the Grammy goes to Despacito. Yeah, I think that's got to be right. Um, I would just say I, Portugal the Man is one of those sneaky bands that, like, I sort of don't really remember. I, I thought they were an indie rock band. They were, and then suddenly, you know what I, they were, were. You know what their comp is? They were they they took the same path Maroon Five did. They basically were an indie band that was doing indie music, and then somebody in the band decided to sort of you know that they had this hidden talent like. Uh, you know, Maroon Five did when they changed from uh, Coldplay had this trajectory as well, actually. So um, a it's not bit. a no, no, no. I would say that Coldplay was started always... out as a more mainstream pop success. They just had more. They they received favorable reviews, I should say. Yes, yeah. but whereas well Maroon respected. Five was an indie band that was playing indie rock, and yeah. then realized that Adam Levine could could uh, you know rip out the R and B and they've sort of and they shifted their focus and they've done it very well. I mean I, you know I mean I, I think it's kind of cool and I think the fact that Portugal the Man's done the same thing is kind of cool. Um, I uh, I applaud it. Uh, sort of you know going you know I think it's one of those. It was probably got somebody in that band that's like you know what I'm really good at writing faux Motown songs, you know, <laughs> um, and incorporating the the uh, chorus of Mr. Postman. Mr. Postman. <laughs> Um, made popular by J for by Dr. Dre. Uh, anyway, that was a, a ramble, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think Desposito is is safely ensconced in the trophy room here. Uh, so I'm gonna jump around a little bit. I mean, I think there are a lot of categories. Um, I sort of breeze past. I think some of the rap just because uh, you know they, there are bigger nominations here. Uh, Migos is nominated along with Kendrick, Jay Z. Uh, Rhapsody and and Tyler the Creator for the best rap album. Um, That's Kendrick will win. Yeah, um, and uh, as as big a fan as I am of of culture, I think that that's probably deserved. Um, the uh, I, and I think I'll I'll jump ahead to uh, the best rock album if I could. Please. Um, uh, 
which is uh, between Emperor of Sand by Mastodon, Metallica's Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Um, I literally can't even picture the album cover of that. Um, Nothing More's The Stories We Tell Ourselves, um, Queens of the Stone Age, Villains, and The War on Drugs, A Deeper Understanding. Here's my one thought about this. Um, well, I think it should go to Queens of the Stone Age uh, because that's just the best album of, of, of those um, that, that came out. And uh, I, I, because the voters are such an NPR listening crew and because the war on drugs was pushed so hard on NPR, I do wonder if that actually pulls this out. I, I see this either going to Metallica... Yeah, for rain, name recognition barf. or War on Drugs, and I don't. I didn't really love this War on Drugs album. Sadly, no. I really um, love the last one. Yeah, I I would just point out that I I I made myself listen to nothing more today. And what is holy it? Holy shit, it's bad. Um, yeah, it's really not. You don't don't worry about it. Just pretend okay. it didn't happen. I, uh, I love the I love the Queens of the Stone Age. I was listening to. Um, that record today, and I, I think it's I, it, it's just a super solid. I I think it's their best since you know Songs to the Deaf, um, and you know I mean as much as I love Rated R, this may actually be their second best album. So moving on here, I just let's see, uh, there was one other category: LCD sound system nominated for tonight for Best Dance Recording, which is great. Um, and, uh, oh, and then, of course, the, um, the, there's, a, there's a difficult um, uh, difficult last category here where uh, Bernie Sanders and Mark Ruffalo um, tee off against, uh, against Carrie it. Fisher um, <laughs> in the Best Spoken Word Album category. Yeah. So um, that'll be... Former that'll be winners real. include Hillary Clinton for It Takes a Village. Now, sure when you know I that. just wanted to give you a quick quiz here. What do you think the over-under is on, uh, on how many Grammys the Rolling Stones have won? None? Well, that's a pretty terrible over-under. Sorry. Um, <laughs> one? <laughs> it's the over. It's two. Did they win one for, like, Undercover of the Night or something? I couldn't tell you what they were for, but they've won two Grammys, which is actually, it's, I don't know, that, that kind of surprised me. I mean, I, I, I just, they are still, they are a band of a time that, that pushed records and was, you know, so widely celebrated that I would have thought that they would, uh, they would have well, a little more pull. Put it this way, if you think these fuckers are out of touch now, you should have seen them in 1971. So, um, you know, it's not, um, I wouldn't. Um, and the Rolling Stones is the la- is a band that didn't appeal to people of a certain age when they were in their prime. So um, I, my guess is that they probably won one for the original soundtrack album of Shine a Light on HBO um, or something like that. You know, it's like well, they're nominated again this year for their uh, for their old guy blues album, so they have a chance to um, to top that achievement. For what best blues album? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 that is that's classic. You know, that's just exactly. <laughs> uh, you you made your point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, 
Um, what's, we'll just, let's wrap up with the best alternative album, um, and then we'll take a quick break and come back. Uh, well, no, because it's not on the list you sent me. Oh, okay, sorry. It is, um, uh, well, maybe we'll come back, address that, and, uh, and um, then, we can, uh, then we can move on. You want to take a quick break? Sure. Okay, great. A couple rebel top gun pilots flying with nowhere to be oh, Don't know you super well, but I think that you might be the same as me Behave abnormally Let's let things come out of the woodwork I give you my best, I tell you all my best lies, yeah Awesome, right? So let's let things come out of the woodwork I give you my best, I tell you all my best lies See me rolling, showing someone else love Dancing with our shoes off, no, I think you're awesome, right? Welcome back to Brother, 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 where uh, my notes are now intact, and we can actually um, get on with the uh, last section here, where um, we, I think we wanted to talk just briefly about the um, best uh, best metal. And alternative. Albums, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Is it still called the best alternative? I'm, I have to say one thing about the uh, the categories this year. There is, uh, there was, I... I uh, there's now a category called best music written for a vision for, um, is it what best album written for? I think you're making your point actually. Yeah. Uh, no. it's like, but obviously it's, it used to be movie soundtrack. It used to be TV soundtrack, whatever, but now they've, uh, sort of brought it all together under this weird moniker. And all I can think of is, is like how much sweat and tears were expelled while they were trying to, while they were arguing the finer points of the word, the wordsmithing of, of this particular thing, it's best music to accompany a visual. Um, it was it just sounds silly, um, but anyway, that's that's another uh, digression. Uh, so, what is the what are what's up for best metal record? Best metal records. I'm sorry, we're going to start with best alternative music. Okay. Um, 
um, you need to stop fucking with my with my very disorganized notes here. One of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but the best alternative music album is um, uh, the nominees are Arcade Fire, Everything Now, Gorillas, Humans, LCD Sound Systems, American Dream, Father John Misty's Pure Comedy, and the National Sleepwell Beast, and. So now we're we're finally uh, in the in the brother 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 arena where we can sort of speak um, pretty knowledgeably about uh, all five of these albums. Um, you know, I, I think I could see any one of them winning, frankly. Yeah, and I, I think in in you know the the logic that I would follow here is that LCD Sound System is of these probably actually the least known, despite the fact that they get uh, by far the most airtime with us. Um, I would argue I, that father, that you know they're. They're in the bottom uh, quadrant there, but they're not. Yeah, I don't think. I don't. They think. are. Um, but uh, but the, the arcade fire, everything now, and gorillas, I think, are sort of of, of equal. Um, you know, heavy hitting status, and then somewhere in the middle there, you've got the national. Um, I think you know, given that arcade fire has been around for about a decade, and the gorilla, you know, gorillas have been around for about fifteen years. Um, I think both of those are firmly in the lead. Yeah, and arcade fire is <laughs> previous winner. Um, right. So are gorillas, I believe. But um, so I bet they did for Clint Eastwood, or maybe for um, Feel Good Incorporated. And stuff. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing here is that um, if you step away from you know this, and and you know we'll, we'll be talking a little bit about our end of the year albums of the year list um, going forward. But I don't see Arcade Fire making anybody's list. Nobody loved that album. Um, that I'm not saying, which is why it will probably win the Grammy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand that. I, I wasn't equating the two by any means, but I really, you know, strangely, haven't heard since it came out. I haven't heard anybody have like a, a reassessment of it. Like, hey, you know what? I listened to it again. It's not so bad. It just nobody really loved it. Nobody liked it very much, and um, it was uh, so. It was a strange outlier in their in their catalog. Um, Gorillas, I never really listened to that album all that much. And then, um, you know, I'd be psyched if LCD won, and I think it's wholly possible. I know you don't think so, but I think it's wholly possible that they could win. I think it's possible that any of these could win. Um, I'm really not. Uh, I, I just, you know, if I, were to, if I were to rank them in terms of, you know, the, the probabilities here, um, I think the front runner, and I'm sure Vegas agrees with me, has got to be, you know, is probably going to be Gorillas and then probably Arcade Fire. And I would bet that LCD Sound System is in fifth place. Um, would love it if they won, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. And then, so best, um, best metal performance uh, is, you know, August Burns Red, Invisible Enemy. Body Count, Black Hoodie, Mastodon, Sultan's Curse, Meshuggah, Clockworks, and Code Orange Forever. I don't know if Meshuggah's ever won. I don't know. I don't but if they so. haven't, now's probably their time. Yeah, but again, you know, I, I'm not sure. Um, my guess is that Mastodon takes that for name recognition again. And I like the new Mastodon stuff, so. Um, again, I think you'd be surprised at who pushes more albums. Oh, no, no, I, I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't. I'm just saying... Uh, in terms of name recognition, I think Mastodon has it over Meshuggah, but um, maybe you're right. Um, Crossover appeal, it's possible. Code Orange is Why don't you go knock on your uh, 85-year-old neighbor's door and ask him? Yeah, um, I will. <laughs> this is, uh, this is the, the backstory here is that, that I believe Wyndham's ancient neighbor is um, uh, 
uh, one of the voters. Is that correct? He's not. He's not an ancient. He's a very nice man, but he is a uh, classical musician who has won multiple Grammys and oh. Oscars. So uh, he is an Academy member. Anyway, that said, um, I will. Let's. Uh, um, we were going to talk a little bit about. Um, are we done with the Grammys here? Are we uh, are we officially leaving Grammy land? I think we are. Okay. Well, I think one of the things we were talking about this week, <laughs> there's the sort of uh, proliferation of late of, um, of uh, you know, sort of news around uh, the police blotter and, uh, and recording artists. Uh, I speak specifically of, of the Meek Mill case, which is garnering a lot of attention for what seems like a, an absurd... Um, you know, sort of sentence for for some fairly um, what seems like not terribly serious infractions. Um, you know, I, I I know that's getting a lot of attention from people like Jay Z. You said uh, the new with the New York Times editorial. Um, it just seems like the justice system is as messed up as as the Grammy voting system. I guess that's the bottom line. Um, Justice but, for all. Yeah, I mean. My my, you know, when I, when I was doing a little bit of reading on this, um, you know, I, I read that Meek Mill, one of the uh, one of the court ordered um, uh, steps that he had to take to to fulfill his parole um, that he did not uh, make was to uh, attend etiquette classes. Um, I just want you to sit with that for a little bit and think about it. Um, you know, somebody like banging, there's some judge sentencing this poor guy to, you know, three to four years in prison for not knowing which salad fork to use. Um, that's how it read to me, but, uh, well, he's also been, I mean, this is, this is, uh, been an ongoing issue as, I mean, one of the, um, you know, one of the infractions was popping a wheelie on set of a music video, uh, for which, how's that an infraction? Um, you're not familiar with the wheelie popping laws in, under uh, De Blasio's uh, no, mayorship? No. Oh. oh, well, yeah, it's uh, it was one of it's his, his top priority actually. Um, was it a, a, a case of endangering fellow uh, performers? <laughs> I mean, you search me, man. Um, he's but the the thing is, Meek Mill's thirty years old. He is he's been on probation since he was nineteen. Mm-hmm. That that is just a that is just a system saying fuck you, um, yeah. you know we're just gonna hang around and wait for you to do something slightly wrong, uh, and you know that first parking ticket we're throwing you in jail for two years. Um, it's total bullshit, and uh, I think Jay Z's right to speak out and, and use all of his clout to to try and do something about this. Um, you know, part of me wonders if uh, if the attention and recognition, um, you know wrought by by something like that um is positive or causes or counterproductive you know, yeah yeah or causes you know the the uh judiciary to sort of double down but um i'll leave that one to the legal scholars and uh just leave it at free meek yeah by 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 contrast um old friend of the podcast melissa etheridge um was busted for carrying marijuana across the canadian border um, which, uh, just to put a finer point on it, is carrying marijuana from one place where it's legal to another place where it's legal, but you can't cross the border <laughs> legally. Um, uh, just to you know, um, just to point out the absurdity of of what's going on with with marijuana laws at the moment. Also, but, um, she's loudly 
constantly talking about the fact that she smokes a lot of weed and likes it and thinks it's good for people. Yeah, I mean, mean, she's like she she attributes uh, her cancer survival in large part to uh, cannabis as a treatment of um, uh, for cancer. So um, you know, she's an active. Um, she's an activist, uh, but she's also, you know, somebody who's coming from a place of experience that said, I I just, the way it was covered made me, um, you know, sort of, uh, I found a little bit of resting, um, in the sense that, you know, Melissa Etheridge, uh, you know, it's like Melissa gets busted for pot. She's like, Hey, now I feel like a rock star. I'm legit. And, um, you know, it's all very cute and it, it feels like, you know, something that would be laughed about on morning, you know, morning today show or whatever, um, as opposed to, you know, Meek Mill, who's actually looking at uh, just a really, to what to me, what looks like a really absurd sentence. I'm no judiciary expert, but as you know. Um, but anyway, that that was sort of our, but it, it does seem like there's a, an awful lot of, uh, of musicians interacting badly with the police and, and um, to that, you know, it sort of sent me down the wormhole of, of musicians that have been, uh, you know, historically had troubles with the law. I mean, you're talking literally Melissa Etheridge crossing the border into Canada. I mean, Keith Richards was damn near put away for life for getting busted with drugs in Canada and wasn't allowed back in the country. I mean, Paul McCartney famously almost, you know, did a, uh, a lengthy stint and I believe was... May still be kicked out of Japan, is that right? I couldn't tell you. I think that's right. Um, yeah, I think it was a lifetime ban from Japan, um, uh, which is too bad because I mean, you know, Japanese people love wings, um, and so they'll never get to see Paul McCartney perform again. But I did, I did find a couple of kind of amusing ones, um, not least of which was uh, Prince being arrested in 1980 for quote. Pulling a prank on an airplane. <laughs> something, that, something that it's not as easy to get away with these days. Although, yeah. as it turns out, I guess it wasn't that easy to get away with in 1980 either. I'm not 100% sure that was that's an official charge anymore, uh, given Homeland Security's... Uh, um, Bang down. Uh, Snoop being uh, busted for weed on multiple occasions, which was highly unpredictable. I, wasn't, I never thought I'd see that um, in the annals of, of criminal history. Uh, the one I loved the most, uh, however, was um, Frank Sinatra in 1938 was convicted of adultery. <laughs> how how could you, I mean, how do you not think that guy's sleeping with your wife? Um, I don't know. It was, I mean, uh, what's the surprise there? It's like, the, I mean, he was, he's singing about it. He's, he's the biggest, you know, he's, he's luring everybody in. He's the ultimate crooner. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and then look at those eyes, my God, you know. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that, that just, you know, I, again, I'm sort of uh, conflating, you know, the absurdity of the past with, with real life things that are happening now. But it does seem like, um, you know, at some point maybe we'll do a pod that's entirely based on the history of, of uh, rock stars and the, uh, the popo. But um, there is some, uh, there's some pretty funny... Um, or there's sort of some, you know, relatively amusing charges that have been brought against people. Um, I think of my own arrest record, which is a very, very short, but I was actually arrested for, um, 
oh god, it sounded so much crazier and 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 badass than it was. It was malicious destruction of property. Um, What'd you do? I broke a flower pot. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. I was with somebody who broke a flower pot. I was accessory to the flower. You were property. a complice. You were you were accomplice to uh, yeah. to the flower pot. Uh, no, um, I mean, and, and you want super badass. I mean, this was in Vineyard Haven, Massachusetts, on the vineyard. So, um, you know, hardly uh, hardly a hardened criminal, but uh, they can make uh, charges sound a hell of a lot worse with with legal language than they actually are. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's enough of that crap. Uh, you want to take a quick break and come back and, and do a little preview? Sounds good. All right, cool. Welcome back to Brother, 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 and uh, we've got a couple of announcements now for you. Um, we are awfully excited right now. Um, you can hear those uh, those sleigh bells ringing um, as we uh, as we gear up for perhaps the most self indulgent time of the year, um, which is uh, which is when you know music critics basically. Um, indulge themselves by uh, by putting together lists that only they are interested in uh, and that serve their own ends far more than the people who read them. Um, so it's there like are... Op- it's like open mic jazz night. Only the people playing it can possibly be enjoying it. Exactly. Um, so I think we're, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be coming out over the next couple of weeks with our, with our two-part series, um, Albums of the Year, uh, just as we did... Last year, and if you recall, I think it was our top 20, but really it was 21 because I can't count. Um, so we're uh, some undecided number of, uh, of, of best albums of the year, um, depending, on, uh, depending on my calculations. Um, we'll, we'll, be displ- we'll be disclosing uh, in the coming weeks. Additionally, um, we are, uh, we're announcing our next um, live pod from the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, and that's going to be on December 18th. And we have a couple of um, amazing guests that we are going to be announcing uh, very shortly. But um, until that time, we are uh, letting you know that the next Brother, Brother, Brother live pod is going to be December 18th. 
Uh, and that is at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. So if you're around, let us know. Give us a shout. Where your destruction of property will not be welcome, Wyndham. No, no. You don't. You, you can't really break flower pots at the Met with the same kind of uh, <laughs> rigor or, um, you know. Well, that's a 4,000-year-old flower pot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so we will be... We will be, yeah, on our absolute best behavior um, and hope, uh, hope anybody in the New York area can join us. And now you want to end this one the way we end every episode with a uh, I think we question. should probably end it the same way that we end every episode. Chris, 71 episodes in, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, almost a year in, too. So uh, congratulations on that. So, Christian, what are you listening to? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention... Uh, Joanna Gruesome's album, um, Weird Sister, which uh, I guess came out back in 2014. Um, but this is just a, a really awesome, um, you know, super fuzzed out pop record uh, with with these sort of, you know, incredibly melodic um, vocals that are really, you know, buried in these um, uh, big um, guitar chords that just sort of wash over you, you know, laden with tons of effects. Um, it kind of sounds like, uh, you know, if Kevin Shields from My Bloody Valentine took, you know, speed instead of ketamine um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, cranked out a, a sort of punk record. So um, I, I've been getting back into that. I saw those guys a couple of times when they were here um, a few years ago. Uh, they Welsh? They are Welsh, in fact. Yeah. Um, they're the only people I could imagine who um, knew exactly, uh, were familiar with the town that our, our relatives live in, um, Lisbane. But um, uh, shout out to Babs. Um, but I think, yeah, anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's my, um, that's my rec- recommendation for the week. Oh, cool. And um, you and I both saw uh, three billboards uh, since the last time we... Uh, recorded a um, a podcast. So, uh, any thoughts on on Three Billboards? Yeah, I thought it was outstanding. One of my uh, one of my favorite movies of the year, um, if not my favorite movie of the year so far. Um, you know, has a, a great soundtrack to boot. So, I think there's there's a lot to offer there. It's um, really an extraordinary performance uh, by Frances McDormand, and um, uh, you know, I, I recommend everybody get out there and, and check it out. It's very, I would say theatrical I think I mean it does feel like a, a play um, which I guess makes sense given the the writing but I'm sure you Providence, can talk a little yeah. bit more more about that yeah well I was a big in Bruges fan um, other people I like seven psychopaths I wasn't as crazy about that but I like Martin McDonough a lot and um, I think he's uh, a very interesting guy I do find I found it a little stagey and if I, if I wanted to nitpick um, I could a little bit, but certainly not with the performances. Um, I think all around, I think everybody was fantastic in it. Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell, um, Caleb Landry Jones, uh, and of course, Frances McDormand, who um, just owns the screen uh, like she like she always does, but hasn't um, had the this this. Uh, Cool. This uh, I don't know. Um, this this role was written for her in a way that the the way that Fargo was. I felt. I mean, it was it was sort of um, you know she was perfectly cast, and I actually I think the casting is um, one of the real uh, strengths of, of this yeah. flick. Yeah, um, Sam Rockwell, as you mentioned, is a, a pretty extraordinary performance as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that this was this was really so perfect for her sort of um, you know 
wry, but, uh, like, you know, sense of humor and, and, um, just, uh, sort of incredible, you know. Yeah, I think, Range of. Well, we'll do a, we're doing a a reasonably poor job of articulating our enthusiasm, but, you know, it's, it also came home to me when I was, uh, you know, sort of getting screeners this year. It's like, it just wasn't a good year for movies. And so, you know, when you're starved for, for something and, and then you get to this sort of oasis of, of seeing something that you really like, it's, it's such a relief and such a pleasure. Um, so go see Three Billboards. My, what are you listening to this week? Um, and you sort of beat me to the punch last week by uh, throwing a Charlotte Gainsbourg, uh, the, the standout Charlotte Gainsbourg track from her new album, Rest, um, onto the uh, onto the playlist, but I listened to Rest all weekend, and it's a great album. It's really, um, it's just moody. It feels like um, I, it had multiple sort of touch points, but it felt a lot like um, the music sounds. It feels a lot like a sort of eighties. Uh, art house movie soundtrack, uh, like feels like it could be like Betty Blue or Liquid Sky or something like that. You know, one of those movies that just was super moody. Um, and uh, then also, you know, uh, Air and, and I believe Daft Punk were um, not, I believe Daft Punk were um, conscripted on this album. Um, and, uh, but it feels a lot like sort of Moon Safari era Air. Um, but it's also super current. So it's a, you know, there's, it, anyway, just throw it on and listen to it. It's fantastic. Additionally, I'm reading Sticky Fingers, Joe Hagen's Jan Winter takedown, which is uh, much more of a takedown than I had initially anticipated when I heard the book was in the works. Um, man, uh, Jan Winter, uh, you know, purportedly is not happy about this book, and I know why. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm 20% into the book and, um, God, he is not, this is not a flattering portrait. Uh, it is, however, a very, very good read. And so kudos to Joe Hagen for his reporting and his writing. Anyway, you want to throw something on the, uh, 10,642 top 10 songs of all time playlist, Christian? I do. I'm going with Demi Lovato's Sorry Not Sorry. Nice. I was, uh, uh, is that in honor of the Grammys? In honor of her yeah. not being nominated, and just I'm wearing that song out. Like I absolutely love it. It's uh, it's really got some staying power. Yeah, it's a hell of a vocal part too. There's some really good, really really good pop songs, um, you know, this year. And and I think we were talking about Kesha earlier. Um, you know, people who are really doing some standout tracks that are, you know, hot '97 ready, but also really good songs. Yeah, um, Selena Gomez has got a got a real banger out right now too. So I love that song. <laughs> um, but I'm going another direction. I'm going back to 1971 in honor of the title of this particular episode and um, something I thought I put on the first week that we did this because I meant to because it's where we divined our name from. Um, but it's What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, uh, which starts off with the immortal line, brother, brother, brother. So anyway, that's my choice this week. I thought I put it on week one, but instead I put it on week... Uh, 71. 71. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can get around to it eventually. Yeah. I'm old. Anyway, um, thanks so much for hanging out, and um, let's do it again next week. We'll be back next week with Albums of the Year. Awesome.
I'm Wyndham Lewis. On behalf of my brothers, Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you very much for listening to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Many thanks also to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall, and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.